Welcome, welcome, welcome to Chromatic Distortion with Corey Caesar. Tesla's one, two, Tesla's one, two. What's going on, all you beautiful bastards and all you beautiful people that have a father in your life? Welcome back to Chromatic Distortion. I'm your host, that mildly bummed, Corey Caesar. And I'm bummed because I've been taking those hard L's in fantasy football this year in all my leagues, all three of them. I'm coming into today's game one and six. Boy's a loser. Straight trash. Anyway, this is episode 43. We're going to be talking some current events today. Um, we'll probably drop a serial killer edition next Monday for all you murder and true crime lovers. I don't have a ton for you guys to uh, lined up, just a handful of stories here. Because I've kind of been balls deep with what's been going on in Saudi Arabia right now. And if you listen to the show, you know I'm, I'm pretty anti-war. And it looks like we're um, getting ready to deploy some troops to the Middle East. So whip out your credit cards, kids, because daddy's got some warring to do. So that's a big bummer for me. Um, and we'll talk about that and what's going on there in the next couple of weeks, but I'm not going to get into that here because we don't really, um, talk politics on these episodes, try to shy away from that because we do hit on that topic, um, on other shows. So, um, let's just jump right in. Let's get into the first story I have for you. We had a professional cuddle therapist who's been accused of sexual misconduct after her nipple ended up in a client's mouth for five whole minutes. Now, in my experience, and this is just personal and anecdotal, um, so don't take my word for it. But a nipple just doesn't uh, find itself into one's mouth by accident. And if it if it does, I'm kind of I kind of feel like I'm doing life wrong here. Now Susan Woodward, a qualified masseuse from Tempe, Arizona, homegirl charges eighty dollars for a cuddling session. Now, if you weren't aware, cuddle therapy is a stress relieving therapy, which has kind of boomed in recent years. Now, just real quick side note for all you ladies listening. Um, I'm available on nights and weekends. I definitely have to go in rates $80. I will not charge uh, extra for nude. And I could be big spoon or small spoon, whatever. Doesn't even matter. Now, Woodward, who claims, and I will not claim this, but she claims this, she produces magic when she holds her clients. And she was reported to the Arizona State Board of Massage after uh, this nude session in April. Now, she had four sessions with this client who expressed a desire for nudity. So the therapist could help her with, you ready for this? Her sexual trauma. You heard that correctly. Cuddling naked with your therapist will help you with sexual trauma. All you therapists out there, you guys got something new to go with. You got something new to run with. There you go. You're welcome. Chromatic distortion. Hooking you up. Now, according to ABC 15, the complainant said, I told her it has always been my dream to be held naked by a woman. I got dreams too. But real quick, also, if you're paying $80 a session for cuddle therapy and your uh, dream in life is to be held by a naked woman, 
you might want to be taking that $80 and spending those uh, cuddle sessions for different types of sessions of therapy it might be more beneficial than the cuddling. I'm just, I'm just, that's strictly my opinion to each their own who really knows. Right. Um, so, so Woodward said she could do it, but the complainant alleged she was told to kind of keep quiet about it. Like, Hey, don't be telling your friends that we're going to be laying up naked. Cause you know, I'm a reputable masseuse here in Tempe, Arizona, and I can't be having my Yelp review, um, making it look like, you know, I'm kind of an escort or a prostitute, you know, we kind of got to keep this on wraps. So that's what they did. And on their fourth session, the woman got undressed and Woodward allegedly invited the client. She's like, all right, all right, here, here, this will help you go ahead and, uh, rest your head on them titties. She then told me to suck her nipple. And then the therapist told her, you know why you're sucking my nipple, right? Because I'm channeling, nurturing energy to you through my breast. <laughs> no bullshit, guys. She was uh, she was literally fake breast. She was fake breastfeeding a grown ass woman as therapy. 2019, man. We live in a great. We live in great times. Um, I'll trans. I'll transition nicely here from nipple sucking therapy to uh, to the home of the Miami Heat who has a surprising entry uh, in the naming rights game. Now, internet porn business is a booming, which is crazy, because I don't know if you guys were all uh, aware, but porn is free in 2019. Does anyone, does anyone still pay for that subscription? Seriously. Any, any my, hit me up on my DMs, bro. Drop in that shit. I want to know, do y'all still pay for fucking internet porn? Because I'm telling you, you're doing it wrong. Because anything, anything you pay in $19.99 a month for, $29.99 a month for, I guarantee you 37 Google, uh, 37 cent, uh, second uh, search, you can watch that bitch for free. So this uh, once taboo industry's uh, continued creep in the mainstream is seeking to broach another barrier. This time its sights are set on big time American sports. It used to be set on big time American dick. Now it's set on big time American sports. Now maybe there's an association there. I don't know. Whatever you feel. Um, American Airlines announced uh, last week that it's not renewing its naming rights deal with the Heat's uh, home arena currently named American Airlines Arena. So original. Um, which will expire at the end of the year. Now Bang Bros, guys. Bang Bros is seeking to stake its claim. Um, and, and Bang if you want to wait aware bang bros have been around forever and I'm, I'm i mean forever it's one of the first porn sites that i personally again another anecdotal uh thing that i ever paid for and no bullshit that was like close to 20 years ago and by paid for i mean like you know i got that seven day uh trial for like a dollar you know credit card we got a, it's they used to call it a credit card verification it was that was that what was that dollar was for us to, to prove you were 18 years old um and then, and then, you know, I didn't cancel on time and got hit with that $29.99 for the month. And back then, back then shit was different. You know, you couldn't just go on to the site and click cancel membership and it's just all right there for you package. No, 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 no. Most of these you had a call to cancel. And talk about an awkward conversation because these, um, this call center didn't just handle that website. You know, it handled about 13, 13, 14 different websites. They all use the same company. So, you know, they'd be like, well, what site did you sign up for, sir? And you'd be like, that'd be the, the nice, pretty sounding lady on the other line. You'd be like, uh, 
the bang bus. <laughs> All fucking awkward and shit because you're like a little, you know, basically a little kid still. And you got you got basically telling people what your fetish is. It's fucking, it was really strange. It was really awkward. Um, so the Miami-based porn production company was quick to announce after the American Airlines news that it wants in on the naming rights and had submitted a $10 million bid to lay claim to that right. Now, Bang Bros official tweeted, we officially submitted our $10 million bid for the naming rights to the Miami Heat Arena. We wish to thank American Airlines for their past support of the Miami Heat, and we intend to change the name to the um, to the Bang Bros Center, a.k.a., and this is no bullshit, guys. This is really on there, a.k.a. the BBC. Now, I don't know how deep you guys are in the porn game, but in porn lingo, BBC literally translates to Big Black Cock. <laughs> you cannot make this shit up, man. You couldn't write this better. Um, now, attached to this tweet was like a like a, a, a letter releasing a statement on the issue, I guess. So I'm just going to read that real quick. It's kind of funny. Um, Miami is known for many things. South Beach, beautiful women, and sports. Teams like the professional NBA team, the Miami Heat. Miami is also known for the Bang Bros. So it makes sense to pair up winning programs like the Miami Heat and Bang Bros for a sponsorship opportunity, naming the home arena they play in. The last major winning sports team in the uh, city had the Miami Heat were led by legends Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, and Chris Bosh. This is why another legend, adult company Bang Bros, wants to come in and put their stamp of approval on that arena. A new superstar is in town as Jimmy Butler joins the roster. With Pat Riley at the helm, working his magic like he has in the past, Bang Bros feels they need to show their support for the next wave of winning to come to and give back to the city that's treated them so well. Both the Heat and Bang Bros have become staples of the city with huge fans of each. It doesn't get much more Miami than having the arena sponsored by Bang Bros. To show how serious Bang Bros is, they have already offered $10 million uh, to Miles Gallagher of Cleveland's superlative group and are suggesting the name Bang Bros Center, and in parentheses the BBC, as the new home of the Miami Heat for the next decade. Bang Bros also already owns the domain bangbroscenter.com to partner up and broadcast, promote, market, and help take the heat from out of the 305 to worldwide. Because, you know, Bang Bro is going to bring Miami Heat worldwide. <laughs> now, like, you know, because basketball is not worldwide in 2019. Um, Riley is surely thrilled to be named in association with this news, as LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, and Jimmy Butler also must be, I'm assuming. Um, now, you may be asking yourself, is this for real? Come on, is this really for real? This got to be a joke, right? And let's, it, it needs to be construed as not strictly a publicity stunt because NBC Sports' Jessica Kleinschmidt, she confirmed that the submission is 100% legit. Now, of course, in all actuality, if you live in the real world and you're not just being like, oh my God, this is really going to happen, you're going to get all your panties in a bunch and shit, if you're worried about it, like your kids, um, it, it really does just really add up to a publicity stunt because the NBA may be the most progressive league in American uh uh, major American sports, but the Heat surely aren't going to promote family ticketing packages to invite parents and children out to the wholesome evening at the BBC. Come on. Nor would the league subject um, broadcast partners to open their coverage live from the Bang Bros Center 
in Miami Heat, uh, in uh, South Beach, Florida. <laughs> Could you imagine, dude? That'd be. I want it to happen because I think that'd be fucking great. But whatever, man. It's kind of uh, it's kind of uh, reminiscent of mar- uh, marijuana dispensaries in Denver seeking the buy naming rights for the Broncos Mile High Stadium. While the idea of weed embracing cities having its Mile High Football Stadium named for a marijuana company is good for a laugh, and in my in my opinion, great for a promotion. Um, it's not good for the NFL, at least in the minds of league executives. Not in my mind. Like I said, I think that's great, but um, who the fuck am I, right? So bravo to Bang Bros for generating some headlines. Just don't expect to see this as a successful bid. Um, From hilarious to hilariously bizarre, a pastor wearing a colander on his head offered the opening prayer on behalf of the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster (laughs) to open a local government meeting in Alaska, because this is kind of shit that's only going to go on in Alaska. The latest blessing from a non-traditional church uh, since the court ruling last year. So Barrett Fletcher, the Pastafarian pastor, noted the duties performed by the members of the Kenai Peninsula Borough Assembly in his Tuesday message, adding, a few of them seem to feel they can't do the work without being overseen by higher authority. So I'm calling to invoke the power of the true um, inebriated creator of the universe, the drunken tolerator of the all lesser and more recent gods and maintainer of gravity here on earth. May the great flying spaghetti monster rouse himself from his stupor and let his noodly appendages ground each assembly member to their seats. Fletcher said, (laughs) <laughs> obviously this gotta be a fucking I mean I like I like his little I like his play here he's basically saying you guys keep invoking God you know you feel like you need this higher higher authority so here I go I'll give you one bro and it's and it's the uh, it's the great um, flying spaghetti monster alright now the only people who stood for the uh, invocation were those without seats in the standing room only assembly hall in Homer which is about 125 miles south of Anchorage. One man even turned his back to face the wall, and another uh, and other men did not remove their hats. Beta. Man, those people should take their nonsense and humor, uh, humorless ass uh, back home. Um, the Pastafarian uh, invocation followed one of uh, one in June from Satanic Temple member Iris Fontana that caused about a dozen people to leave the assembly chamber and insult. In, in uh, in, in protest when she invoked hail satan in her opening prayer hey guys listen it's real easy guys we're either a society of inclusiveness or we're not you want people to, to accept your religion you need to accept theirs it's just just reality you need to accept other people's beliefs if you want to if you want your beliefs to be accepted you need to accept everyone else's beliefs no matter how no matter what they are you just got you gotta say hey okay that's their beliefs they want to hail satan hail satan who the fuck cares is it really affecting your life? It ain't affecting mine. I don't give a fuck what they do. Uh, Fontana was among the plaintiffs in a lawsuit uh, litigated by the American Civil Liberties Union of Alaska against the borough after it approved a 2016 policy saying that people who wanted to give the invocations at the government's bodies meetings had to belong to the official organizations with an established presence on the Canal Peninsula. 
Other plaintiffs who have been denied permission to give these um, invocations include an atheist and a Jewish woman. The Alaskan Supreme uh, Court last October ruled that the borough policy was unconstitutional and the borough government changed uh, it in November to allow anyone to offer invocations regardless of religion. Good for them. Now, the Flying Spaghetti Monster Church, called FSM for short, was actually formed all the way back in 2005 as a response to the Kansas State Board of Education's hearings uh, on evolution in school. Um, Its founder sent a letter about FSM as a way to argue against teaching creationism in biology classes, and good for you. Church followers believe in invisible and undetectable monster made of spaghetti and meatballs created the universe after drinking heavily. This is my kind of fucking guy. And that his noodly appendages hold great power. Many label the movement as satire, but it is recognized as an official religion in some countries. Barrett, who started his chapter in Homer on the lower Kenai Peninsula, concluded his opening prayer by asking the flying spaghetti monster to provide each assembly member satisfaction in the perception of accomplishment and allow them true relaxation and an ample supply of their favorite beverage at the end of this evening's work. I mean, what, I mean, that sounds like a very peaceful religion to me, like we're drinking and eating spaghetti with meatballs, boy. I mean, come on. What, I mean, what more do you want? Pasta and fucking drink. I mean, it sounds like a great life to me. I want that. I'm, I'm, I might be, you know, I'm agnostic, you know, but, uh, I mean, I might, I might be a pastafarian here real soon. And he ended this prayer beautifully. Cause all this is like this guy, whoever, whoever these people are, they're very, uh, I, I love the way they write their shit. Cause you know, it's, it's good. It's subtle. It's good, subtle jokes in there. If you're catching them. And he ended his prayer with, instead of amen, ramen, <laughs> That's fucking great, man. I don't care. I don't know why that makes me laugh, but that made me laugh every time I read it. He ended his prayer with ramen. <laughs> so let's transition to the story that um that possibly the flying spaghetti god had a little his little noodle hands in, you know. So if planets were products, their price would be tumbling right now, guys. Little more than a generation ago, we only knew of eight planets in all of the universe. The ones within our own solar system. And only two of them, Earth and Mars or even plausibly capable of supporting life. And only one of those definitely does, right? And that's ours, you know, obviously. So planetary demand technically far exceeded supply. Now, however, the market's kind of been flooded, if you guys weren't aware, thanks to advances in ground and space-based observatories, especially the Kepler Space Telescope, which launched in 2009 and operated for nine years. The population of known exoplanets or planets orbiting other stars, not our star, has exploded to more than 4,000. And there's another 4,000 that we've already detected, but we we haven't quite confirmed those yet to actually be planets. But virtually every star in the universe is thought to be a home to at least one planet now. And some even hosting an entire litter. We are not unique, guys. Um... But a big sample group, you know, it doesn't doesn't necessarily mean that science has yet discovered the true jackpot world. You know, an Earth-like planet with a solid surface and atmosphere and liquid water. And, and if you're looking for life, that's pretty much your likeliest to find it. Um, now that, jo- uh, that jackpot minus life, so far at least, um, it appears to have been hit. 
Did you know that? According to a study by a team of researchers from the Center of Planetary Science uh, Sciences at the University of College London, or UCL, um, and published in Nature uh, Astronomy, a potential garden planet going by the prosaic name K218b has been found just 110 light year, uh, 110 light years from Earth. That's far as fuck, in my opinion, but whatever. Um, for today, uh, from today onwards, we know K218b has atmosphere and water, making it the best known candidate um, for habitation, says An- uh, Angelos Tassaris, a UCL research associate in the Department of Physics of Astron- uh, Astronomy and the lead author of the Nature paper. Discovered in 2015, K218b was one uh, one more of the thousands of planets discovered by Kepler. The telescope did its work not by imaging its target planets directly, but rather by detecting the uh, slight dip in light whenever the planet orbited in front of the Earth-facing side of the star, of its star. Now, the frequency of these dip um, tells you how long each orbit takes, and the amount of dimming tells you the planet's diameter, right? So the bigger the world, the more um, light is brief, briefly lost, right? Does it make sense? So as it's passing its star... You're seeing how it's dimming that star, right? It's blocking that sun from us. So that's how we're measuring the size of this place, right? It's, pre- it's pretty, pretty, pretty pimp, um, in my, in my, in my, in my opinion. Um, so using those techniques, Kepler scientists determined that K218b it's about twice the diameter of Earth and zips through its orbit once every 33 days. Um, two years later, European astronomers used a ground-based telescope to measure the amount of wobble K218b causes in its planet star as it orbits, which reveals the planet's mass. Now, the greater the wobble, the more massive the world. So using those findings, they concluded that K218b weighs about eight times Earth's mass. It's big. It's a big guy. Um, That combination of diameter and mass put the planet in the category known as super-Earths, Bigger than our um, comparatively small world, but smaller than gas giants like Jupiter and uh, Neptune, and, and and likely to have a solid rocky surface. In terms of life, that's a pretty good start for us. Um, but K218b's zippy orbit could also pre- uh, present problems. So in order to complete a revolution so fast, the planet had to be situated very close to a sun, just 13 million miles away. Um, is what is what the Kepler scientists calculated. Now, Earth, by comparison, just to give you a um, a comparison, is ninety three million miles from this from our sun. So, so that planet thirteen million, ours is ninety three million miles from our sun. Think about that. Um, and obviously, as closer you get, the hotter. So, like Mercury, for instance, is just thirty six million uh, miles from our current sun, and it gives it a surface temperature of like eight hundred degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> But according to them, proximity is not uh, really a problem here for for K218b, however, because its sun is not a hot yellow star like ours, but it's actually a smaller, cooler red dwarf. That means its so-called habitable zone, or its its habitable zone, I'm sorry, um, the distance at which surface temperatures on the planet are within the narrow range to allow liquid water to exist would be much closer. Um, correcting for the cooler fires of the red dwarf, astronomers conclude that even at so at, at, at so close a distance, 
This K218B has a surface temperature that ranged from a low of uh, negative 100 degrees Fahrenheit to a high of about 116 degrees Fahrenheit. So, it's, you know, it's pretty close to ours, actually, in reality, probably. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how, how low we get. I don't know if we quite get to 100, negative 100, but we probably get pretty damn close in some areas. And we definitely get highs of 116 in places, um, probably even a little hotter. Still, the questions remain, right? Does liquid water um, that could exist there actually, you know, exist there? I mean, because who, I mean, who cares if it can? I mean, does it? Um, to get that answer, the UCL team turned to one of the greatest workhorses of modern astronomy, that Hubble Space Telescope. Now, launched in 1990, Hubble um, predates the discovery of the very first exoplanet by two years, but its age is no bar for its ongoing productivity. The UC, uh, UCL researchers made use of the telescope's Wide Field Camera 3, an instrument that can see invisible wavelengths as well as ultraviolet and near-infrared. Um, now, what they were looking for were chemical signatures um, of this atmosphere, um, both whether the planet has an atmosphere at all and whether that atmosphere actually contains water. Um, they knew the work would be challenging, obviously, right? The measurements involved were extremely difficult, says Tassaris, like trying to identify one person in a crowd of 10,000. But the precision of the Hubble and the tenacity of the researchers were up to the task. And over the course of multiple observations, they concluded that not only does the planet have water, it seems to have lots of it, making up as much as 50% of the atmosphere. It, it took a long time, however, before they were confident enough in the findings to announce them to the world. Um, he, he, Tazara says, I had these results a year ago. At first, we, uh, we weren't sure exactly what it meant, but we knew we had something exciting. It took us a year of repeating data analysis to make sure that what we say we found was actually correct. To get you um, those two facts, to get you to these two facts, there is atmosphere and there is water. Took a lot of effort. Now, K218b will surely be receiving more attention from astro uh, astronomers around the world, not only with existing telescopes, but with next-generation ones, including NASA's James Webb Space Telescope, tentatively set for, uh, to launch in 2021, and the European Space Agents, uh, Agency's Aerial Space Telescope, specifically designed to study the atmosphere of exoplanets, um, and it's targeted for a 2028 launch. Which is weird because I thought the planet's gonna be, you know, be dead in ten in ten to twelve years. Why are we building, why are we building all these uh, telescopes to look for shit when we're gonna be dead? I mean, it makes sense. Uh, our, uh, already though, K two eighteen B's findings are encouraging. Um, more investigations of potentially similar worlds. If planets like Earth are very common, says Tassaris, we can say life is very common. That, of course, is an assumption that's yet to be proven. But with today's announcement, um, the proof is closer than it's ever been. Ooh. I, I personally, there's life out there, guys. Now, is it life like us? That, I, there's, I mean, who knows? Are, are there, like, walking, talking beings? Or are we talking about microorganisms? There, I guarantee you, there's, I, to, in my mind, there's no doubt. There's not, no doubt there's microorganisms. There's, I mean, we're finding life in space right now on the, uh, the space station, right? I think we talked about it in one of the episodes. There's life out there. There's shit out there. There's microorganisms out there. We are probably, in my opinion, that's how life seeded here on Earth. It actually came from outer space through meteorites, hit Earth, kind of uh, kind of set this whole little fucking motion, uh, this bang in motion because we had the correct um, ingredients to spark life. 
right? And so that's what happened. And if this planet has the ability to spark life, I think as debris hits it, I think the light's going to get dropped on it, you know? That's just my opinion. So I, to, to me, there's zero question. There's zero question that there's some form of life out in the universe. There's just It's just no doubt in my mind. How advanced that life is, nobody fucking knows. Um, so let's come back down to Earth for this next story. Um, now, now, the map of the world looked very different 240 million years ago, if you guys were not aware. Uh, Earth's modern-day continents were joined together in one Pac-Man-shaped supercontinent known as Pangaea which eventually spit into two fragments. Um, uh, Laurasia in the north and Gondwana in the south. Now, the former became Europe, Asia, and North America, and the latter dispersed uh, to form modern-day Africa, Antarctica, South America, and Australia way down there. Um, But now, scientists have discovered the fate of a fifth continent, that was born from um, Gondwana's bosom. Boy, popped it right out of its fucking poisse, which they named Greater Andrea. Now, a study published last week showed that ge- geologic um, forces slowly shoved the Greenland-sized landmass underneath southern Europe between 120 million and 100 million years ago. The continent was already half-submerged to start, but as it rumbled towards the Earth's mantle, the rock, which is like the rocky inner layer of the planet, uh, its top layer kind of got peeled away, um, jutting up and becoming fodder for mountains in what are now like 30 European con- countries. So um, Dewey Van Hinsbergen, the lead author of the study, he compared um, greater Andreas um, subduction to the act of shoving a clothed arm below a table's edge, right? So suppose you ha- uh, have a sweater on. As you push your arm under the table, the sweater sleeve stays behind getting folded and jutting upward. The folded sleeve is the equivalent to the upper few kilometers of Andrea's crust. And your arm is the plate that is now sinking into the mantle, hundreds or even thousands of kilometers below our feet. And that's what uh, uh, Von Hinsbergen said. Those sweater folds became Eurasian mountain belts like the uh, Apennines in Italy, the the Dinarides in Bosnia and Herzegovina, the Swiss Alps, the Zagros Mountains of Iran, and the Himalayas. Now, in order to piece together greater Andrea's past, von Hinsbergen and his colleagues spent a decade aggregating geological data from countries across Europe, North Africa, and Western Asia. Naturally occurring uh, magnets in Earth's crust can help scientists track 240 million year old tectonic plate movements. So when hot lava cools at the boundary between two shifting plates, it traps rocks, which contain magnetic minerals that kind of align with Earth's magnetic fields at the time. The rocks keep that alignment. So scientists can use their orientation to calculate where those magnets were on the planet millions of years ago. Science is fucking pimp, guys. Um, The researchers looked at magnetic rocks from 2,300 ancient sites across the Mediterranean region. They then used that data to create computer simulations of the movements of Earth's tectonic plates before, during, and after Greater Adria's uh, descent into the mantle. The researchers determined that the hidden continent broke off of what is now Africa 220 million years ago. 
then further splintered away from what became the uh, Iberian Peninsula 40 million years later. By about 140 million years ago, Van Hensbergen um, told Live Science, Greater Adria was likely a, uh, a string of the um, Apelagos. At the time, Adria probably looked like modern-day uh, Zealandia. And and that's a, that's the micro uh, continent that uh, underpins the New Zealand's uh, underpins the New Zealand's North and South Islands, and only seven percent of it is actually above sea level. Then, between 120 million and 100 million years ago, the jostling of Earth's tectonic plates forced Greater Adria down into the mantle under what is now Southern Europe. The de- the deepest portions are now at at 1,500 kilometers, or 932 miles. Um, below Greece. The study's authors also discovered that some splinters didn't subtract under Europe and instead remained above sea level. They eventually became parts of Italy, like Turin and Venice, um, and the Istria region of Croatia. Now, according to this homie, reconstructions of our, uh, our planet's geological history can help countries and companies looking to mine valuable mineral deposits because scientists can highlight regional patterns in the way certain magnetic materials are deposited in Earth's crust. Metals, ceramics, building materials, everything came out of a rock. Excuse me, he said. You don't find the next gold or copper mine or the 25 materials you've never even heard of that make your iPhone work by taking a stroll in the woods. And he's absolutely right. Geologic uh, reconstructions can also help researchers better understand how existing minerals and uh, existing mineral and ore deposits, ones we already know about, formed and where any remaining minerals might be buried so we can get them out the ground and use them because that's what we are. We're gluttons. Um, Going from a, a new underwater continent to a new underwater sea monster, call it shock, call it a shock discovery. Um, DNA research has revealed two entirely new species of uh, electric eel in the Amazon basin, including one capable of delivering a record-breaking jolt. The findings are evidence, researchers say, of the uh, the incredible diversity in the uh, Amazon rainforest, much of it still unknown to science, and illustrates why it is so important to protect a habitat at risk from deforestation, logging, and fires, uh, in spite of all human impact on the Amazon rainforest in the last 50 years, we can still discover giant fishes like the two new species of elect- uh, electric eels, said lead researcher C. David de Santana, a zoologist working with the Smithsonian National Museum of Natural History. Uh, the research indicates that an enormous amount of species are waiting to be discovered in the Amazon rainforest, many of which may harbor cures for diseases and inspire technological innovations. Now, the electric, uh, electric eel, which is actually a kind of fish rather than an eel, it did inspire the design of the first electric battery. For centuries, it was believed that a single species ex- existed throughout their region known as Greater Amazonia, encompassing parts of countries including Brazil, um, Suriname, and Gu- uh, Guyana. Um, but as part of a project to better understand electric eels and map wildlife in remote parts of South Africa, De Santana and his team decided to test that uh, conventional wisdom. At first glance, they found little visible difference between creatures collected from different parts of the Amazon basin, suggesting the fish were indeed part of a single species. But further analysis, uh, including a DNA from 107 samples they collected, 
upended centuries of assumptions and revealed three different species. The previously known Electrophorus electricus, God, these are such great names, guys, along with Electrophorus voltae and Electrophorus vari. <laughs> and their research also uncovered another stunning result. E. voltae, or voltae, it's V-O, it's V-O-L-T-A-I, Voltai, um, is capable of delivering a jolt of 860 volts, much more than the 650 volts previously recorded from electric eels, making it the strongest bioelectricity generator known. The findings, published in Nature uh, Communications Journal, theorized that the three species evolved from a shared ancestor millions of years ago, the researchers found each of the three species have has a clearly defined habitat with E. Uh, elect, electricus living in Guiana shield region, uh, E. voltae in Brazilian shield and highland further south, and E. very inhabiting slow-flowing lowland Amazon uh, basin waters. And they suggest that the particularly strong electric shock um, can produce that, that, that this uh, E. voltae can produce could be an adaption of a life in highland waters where conductivity is kind of less uh, effective. So electrical eels, they use their shock tactics for a variety of reasons, including hunting prey, self-defense, and navigation. They generate electricity from three specialized electronic organs, uh, electric organs that can emit charges of varying strengths for different purposes. Um, but the discovery of the new species raises the possibility that different types of eels may have evolved different ways of generating electricity, perhaps better suited for their diverse environments. De Santana hopes to compare the genomes of three uh, of the three species, searching for clues that could offer insight um, useful to a variety of fields. Electric uh, eel phys physiology inspired the design of Volta's first electric battery, provided a basis um, for treating neurodegenerative diseases and recently promoted the advance of hydrogel batteries that could be used to power medical implants, he said. So more proof that nature, we, we can use nature to, 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 to see what the fuck's going on and make these cool, cool things with science, bro, with our minds. Um, the newly discovered species may reveal a hidden variety of functions of interest to the broader scientific community. All right, let's transition into uh, that criminal mischief. A Los Angeles man has surrendered to the FBI after he allegedly collected $14 million in a scam from investors for fraudulent Netflix feature um, film in, involving several notable Hollywood figures. Adam Joyner, 41, allegedly used fake documents and forced people's signatures to raise millions of dollars for a movie called Legends, which is described as a... Um, an, an anachronistic mashup of legendary and historical figures from 19th century America, such as Davy Crockett, um, Calamity Jane, not to be confused with Chlamydia Jane, Paul Bunyan, and John Henry. Now, according to a press release from the Department of Justice, the scheme allegedly began in 2015 when Joyner met with uh, the director of the Korean investment firm and gave him a script for Legends, which he said was written by his brother. Now, Joyner is accused of falsely telling him that Netflix had agreed to distribute the, his film in an effort to secure money from the investment firm and supported this claim by showing him a falsified distribution agreement 
that appeared to be signed by a Netflix executive. As a result, the investment firm agreed to invest $8 million in the project and transferred the first half of the money in, in April of 2016 to Dark Planet Pictures, which was Joyner's production company. So you're telling me right off the bat, my red flags are hitting. You're telling me you invest $8 million into something and you don't even verify Netflix involvement. Like if, if that's what, if your Netflix is the reason why you're signing on, you're, you're going to invest, oh, I'll give you 8 million bucks, bro. I'm not even going to check up on this. So, so not long after he received that first 4 million from that Korean firm, he did the same thing again with a Chinese company, this time securing 6 million more uh, in June of 2016, according to authorities. So another firm basically just, you know, throwing money around like herp infected fucking penis. Having secured $10 million, Joyner updated them uh, with the claim that prominent Hollywood figures, including producer Don Murphy, known for films like Natural Born Killers and, Transform- and the Transformers series, had agreed to work on the Legends project. While Murphy had in fact been retained to produce the film and secure a distribution deal, he allegedly terminated the agreement in 2017 when Joyner, uh, with Joyner when he saw that no talent had been secured and no director had committed to the film. Joyner then told his uh, foreign investors that he had terminated the agreement with Netflix and instead made a new deal with Amblin Partners, all of which was bogus according to the executives of Netflix and Amblin. Now, first of all, I don't even know who the fuck Amblin is. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know why that, well, um, why this would make this, this Korean company jump, but apparently it did because based on those false um, agreement, it was enough to secure that second half of that $8 million investment. And, th- and that money was wired over to Dark Planet Pictures in earlier 2017. And that was also according to the Department of Justice. And man, I got some shit to sell these jokers. Dude. I swear to fucking God, you handing out money like that, I got all kinds of shit. I got all kinds of shit I can sell you guys. Um, when investors began inquiring as to why the Legends product was not going as planned, he reportedly gave them all, uh, a series of excuses he also allegedly showed his Korean investors a forged bank statement to prove he could pay them back in full if need be. However, when the FBI um, began investigating Dark Planet Pictures, the agency discovered $5 million had been used to buy, you, you guessed it, Joyner's Manhattan Beach home, and another $4.3 million had been moved to a separate bank account that could have, been li- uh, that could have links to a different firm in development by Joyner, because that's what scam artists do. Um, he is now facing charges including wire fraud, money laundering, and aggravated identity theft. If found guilty, he could serve up to 32 years in prison. Moving on, an Oklahoma judge found Johnson & Johnson and its subsidiaries helped fuel the state's opioid crisis and ordered the consumer products giants to pay $572 million, more than twice the amount another drug manufacturer agreed to pay in a, set, in a recent settlement. Uh, Cleveland County District Judge Thad Balkman's ruling followed the first state opioid case um, to make it to trial and could help shape negotiations of over roughly 1,500 similar lawsuits filed by the state, local, and tribal governments. Um, and, and that's all all considered. That's all being considered before a federal judge in Ohio. This is all the same court. Um, Johnson and Johnson. You know, they're not responsible for cervical cancer and drug abuse, in case, in case you were wondering. 
moving on. There was a Maryland woman who was taken into custody for allegedly murdering her neighbor, despite being the one to report the fatal incident to police. Detectives from Prince uh, Prince George's County Police Homicide Unit announced in a press release on Monday um, that they had arrested Chung Young Oh. That's her real name, guys. Young Oh, like O-H-O, in connection with the murder of a two-year-old Blainsburg neighbor, Hawa Chapak. Authorities believed a dispute between Oh, um, who was a 73-year-old granny herself, Pac, Pac, whatever, broke out early Sunday morning and escalated to a point that O eventually struck the vi- victim multiple times with a brick. Fucking gangster, dude. She's like, I'm fucking 73, dude. I'll still hit you with a fucking brick, bro. Fuck you think I am. You ain't pulling this hair out. I ain't got no fucking hair left. Police said O then called 911 to report the incident, which is where they discovered um, Pac's lifeless and beaten body in the garden behind their building. A spokesperson um, said that the case remains an active investigation. It's not yet clear what caused the alleged dispute between the neighbors. O has since been charged with first and second degree murder and is being held uh, at the Department of Corrections on a no-bond status. Um, Speaking to the Washington Post after the tragedy, um, Pac's eldest grandson, Andy Kwan, expressed his heartbreak, anger, and despair. She helped raise us all. Um, uh, Quan told the outlet of his grandmother whom he said followed her only son to the United States from South Korea in the 1980s and later helped raise her nine grandchildren while their parents worked she literally bounced from house to house to take care of her grandchildren she gave up so much of her youth uh, and her later life for us who in their right mind or what kind of evil had to creep up to take my grandmother's life um, from granny murder to teen murder uh, authorities in uh, on, Long, on Long Island are asking witnesses to come forward after they say at least 50 teens stood by and watched this, a 16-year-old boy lay dying in a parking lot uh, after a fight over a girl. Yeah. Cassin Morris, a 16-year-old student at Oceanside High School in New York, was lured to the parking lot of a nearby strip mall after class by students who reportedly threatened his life if he failed to show up. These great youth. When he arrived, Morris was attacked by a group of six to seven teens, and a fight ensued, during which Morris sustained a fatal stab wound to his upper upper torso. First off, six on one is a bitch move. Beta! Uh, to begin with, and using a knife is even more of a bitch move. Beta! Shit don't make you tough, it makes you a pussy. All right. Now, dozens of teens allegedly looked on as Morris bled out on the ground, taking videos of the incident instead of calling for help. Welcome to 2019. And, and these are our future leaders, right? The ones who are going to save us, save us all. They're going to save us from fucking gun. Remember, they're going to, they're going to, these people, these are the people who are going to save us from gun violence. They're going to save us from climate change. Yeah. The ones who just let a 16, first of all, the ones who just jumped a 16 year old kid. Six on one, maybe seven on one. That wasn't even enough. Like, you, you couldn't just fucking jump them and beat them up. No, no, no. We got to stab them too. Because my girlfriend, my girlfriend at 16. And then, and then you got 50 kids. 50. Five zero. Not one five. This ain't just one random person. 
that, that didn't help. No, 50 kids. 50 fucking kids sitting around videotaping, laughing, doing nothing, not even helping. That's our society. That's social media. That's what it's doing to us. That's what it's doing to our kids. Quit blaming everything else, man. Quit blaming all the other bullshit. Just admit it. You you failed. You failed as parents. You didn't raise your kids. You gave them a device instead. You let the device raise them. You let the internet raise them. You didn't teach them anything. You let the school system and the phone do your fucking job. Sorry. That's the way I look at it. Now, the victim was eventually uh, uh, taken to a nearby hospital in critical condition where he died of his injuries. Um, they videoed his death instead of helping him. Detective um, Lieutenant Stephen Fitzpatrick said, I don't know what to make of it. My generation versus this generation. He continued, this can't go on. Your friends are dying while you stand there and video it. That's egregious. Now, according to Morris's sister, 22-year-old um, Kiana Morris, the attacker's vendetta be- uh, first began when her brother walked a girl home from a party on Saturday night after she asked him to do so. Kiana now believes the girl, whose identity has not yet been released, made the request in order to make her ex-boyfriend jealous, a mission that was apparently successful, and it caused a kid's death. Congratulations, you're a piece of shit. The bereaved sister told reporters, um, through tears, obviously, that she and her family had just moved to Oceanside from nearby Freeport, New York, in order to get a fresh start, and her brother had been thrilled with the change before his untimely death. He told my mom that this was the first time in so long that he's been so happy. Think about that. Another multiple, uh, although multiple witnesses have already presented authorities with information on the incident, Detective uh, Fitzpatrick warned those who may have additional information to come forward immediately. If you're not a part and parcel of the murder of Cassin Morris, now is the time to get in touch with us and let us know who did this and why. After I put handcuffs handcuffs on you, is not going to be the time to come forward. He added. All right, uh, where are we at? We're about fifty minutes or so, right? About forty, about fifty minutes. I don't know. I pause for a second to go pace. So I don't really, I don't really know exactly. I think we're at like about fifty minutes. Um, I don't really know how much time that was all going to take to get through. Um, so what we, you know, like well, how much time we'd have left here? I like to keep these about about an hour. So I want to finish with this real quick. Um, so NBC, this is hilarious, made a website a few days ago um, where they want you to confess your sins, right? And you're like, oh, that sounds cool, man. I'll confess some sins. That could, that, that sounds fun. But um, what sins do they want you to confess? You, you ready for it? They want, they, want, they want you to confess how you, the peasant, has fallen short on doing your part. Your part in what? Your part in climate change, guys. It's, it, no, no bullshit. You go to the site and it says, submit your confession. Click or tap on a category where you fall short in preventing climate change. And then they list uh, plastic, meat, energy, transportation, paper, and food waste. Now, this obviously has set a perfect platform for trolls. Uh, so basically what I'm just going to do real quick is I'm just going to scroll through some of these most recent posts. Uh, and see if we can pull out some fun ones or some dumb ones. Either or. Let's see. Um, all right, hold on. I'm picking it up right now. All right. All right. So, okay. 
Um, I support renewables, but I don't support nuclear. Well, that's because you're a moron, guy. So Generation 4 nuclear power is the answer. In case you weren't aware, you should Google that shit. Get on board. That's the only real... That's the only real answer. That's the only real solution. All this other bullshit they're talking about. If they're talking Green New Deal and they're not talking about nuclear, if they're not talking about Generation 4 nuclear, it's bullshit. It's a bullshit ploy. It's the, it's the, it's the safest shit we could use. Guys, it's the best for our planet. Look it up. You think I'm bullshitting you? Google that shit. Don't take my word for it. Please, please, please. If you do nothing but Google Generation 4 nuclear power plants that will make this episode worth it for me learn it love it fucking live it um all right moving on i eat beef and i am not about to change that other than that i do what i can to help protect the environment good for you god good for you (laughs) he's like i eat beef man i'm not about to change that um i have a compost but get lazy and do not use it sometimes uh, I've been using plastic golf tees from time to time. I never use plastic golf. Te- I'll never. I will never use plastic golf tees again. Ah, I can't tell if that one's. I can't tell if that one's sarcastic or real. I can't tell. That one's good though. You, you fucking piece of. You like? Oh man, I use plastic golf tees. Man, I should be using the wood ones. That cuts down trees. I mean, so you know what is it? Um, I can live without many things to help our planet, but I must draw the line at air conditioning. I would wilt. Hashtag first world problems. Um, I do vehicle maintenance myself and regularly pour waste oil into city storm drains. Shut the fuck up. Also, I use diesel as a, a, a general solvent. Uh, <laughs> come on, guys. If that makes you mad, you're probably just being trolled. That's, that's a troll, dude. Um, my office has three different bins for types of recycling. I have no idea what they are. Uh, I have no idea what they are for. I don't care. So I just mix everything. <laughs> Uh, even though my partner and I large, uh, rely largely on soy and insects for our protein intake, I still sneak some pieces of boiled chicken. Oh my fucking God, you fucking rebel. I bet you're fun at parties, man. (laughs) She's like, oh my God, I feel so bad. I eat some boiled chicken every once in a while. Oh my gosh. This is like crazy guys, right? This is crazy that they're making you feel this way. Like, if, if that's really, if you really feel bad about yourself for eating a couple pieces of boiled chicken, they've done exactly what they wanted to do to you. They brainwashed you into believing that you need to basically give up your life to them so that they can protect you. That's fucking crazy, guys. If you, if you there's no way you feel fucking. You, there's no way you feel like that, dude. That's got to be a, just a big virtue signal, right? You don't really, you don't really feel bad that you ate some boiled chicken. Do you really? Do you really feel that bad? Come on. Come on. Uh, I'm an American living in Thailand. Everyone throws their plastic in the streets, so I do the same. It's more convenient. <laughs> uh, I never recycle plastic cat food containers because they gross me out. Um, too much to rinse. Which is fucking, that's a weird flex, guy. Uh, I just love cruising around in my car by myself with no purpose in mind. We all called that uh, taking the Sunday drive in my day or a bug cruise, either or. Um, I have a mobile boarding pass so I get to the airport and I run to the printing machine. Paper makes me feel safe and I'm sorry. <laughs> so hold on. So hold on. you feel bad. You feel bad about the paper of boarding pass, but not the emissions of the plane. That's an interesting flex. That's a real, that's a real interesting flex. Um, see how silly this is guys. This is literally designed to make you feel depressed and guilty about living. 
and only, and only government can save you while they fly around on, on private jets and, and, and motorcades and fly from city to city and state to state, preaching their virtue signal on how you're destroying the earth and they're living in their mansion, but your um, heating and cooling bill is the issue. You guys don't, you don't see, you, you guys really don't, you guys, you're, you're not seeing this connection here at all. Like they had like what, 300 private planes fly to a, to that, that, that climate conference or 3000. I don't remember. It was a lot. Like, really? Like, all right. So you got, you, you know, in 2019, we got video conferencing. Y'all can't do that from a fucking conference from, from, from a seat. Y'all can look at each other. You, you really need to fly there. All private. I mean, come on, bro. Come on, bro. Lead by example. Lead by example. Um, I don't recycle plastic bottles. It's too much of a hassle. And our local pickup doesn't come regularly. Can't be bothered with it. So, I mean, people are basically lazy. They're telling you here, guys. Um, I run a heavy equipment contracting company. We burn 28,000 gallons of diesel a month to build more stuff we don't need. <laughs> That's fucking good, dude. <laughs> Uh, oh, I like this one. I like this one. Confessions in quotation marks implies I have something to feel guilty about. I don't. I only conserve electricity to lower my power bill. See? See? He gets it though. This guy gets it. He doesn't feel guilty about it. I'm living. This is what we have. This is what we're doing. Why would I feel guilty about it? Why are you making me feel guilty about it? And I'll conserve electricity to lower my power bill. Now, if everyone did that, then everyone's power bill would lower. Correct? And you'd be doing a part. So what's wrong with that? Don't be mad at him. Um, I would rather the whole planet burn than give up steak. Kick rocks, hippies. <laughs> Who cares? I do what I like. I floor it in my gas guzzling sports car just for fun. You do not matter to me. <laughs> uh, all right, let's do one more. Let's see if I can find a good one here. Oh, here we go. Here we go. I live on Earth. Or even if we achieve carbon neutral, uh, neutrality in the first world, that's only 19.1% of the population. Ding, ding, ding. That person gets it. Let me read that again for the people in the back. I live on Earth where even if we achieve carbon neutrality in the first world, that's only 19.1% of the population. And you'll be poor, which is going to make you a more polluter, a bigger polluter. Did you know that? Did you know that if you were poor and you didn't have the ability to recycle or get rid of trash properly or do all these regulations, you'd be a bigger polluter? What? Yes. So just by definition of not going poor on this will help save the planet. All right. It's actually counterproductive the other way. Very counterproductive. Right. It's the facts of life, guys. Let's, man, fucking, I don't know how many times I can say it. Be real, man. Like, live in reality for fucking half a second in your life. Please come down out of this fucking utopia bubble that you think you're in. Right. You bitch all the time about how shitty shit is. But in your mind, you have this fucking utopia where everyone's going to be fucking mermaids and butterflies and we're going to be all be fucking kissing each other and ah, kumbaya, shit ain't never going to fucking happen, guy. We're never going to get the whole world on this. Um, we're never going to get the whole world on board unless you're talking about literally fucking military action. 
And like, I, like I'll say it a million times, that makes you a piece of shit. Worse than anybody else. Because, you know, how, 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 much, how much devastation on our planet does, uh, does dropping bombs on countries have? Don't worry, I'll wait. It's a lot. You know, all them explosions. You, you don't think that releases anything in the air? How's that affect us economically? How's that uh, affect development of better technologies? Hmm? Interesting point, right? I know. Um, all right. That's a good place to stop. That's all I got. Um, be sure to follow the Instagram page, Acromac Distortion Podcast. Share the content. Tell your friends. Tell your girl. Tell your mom. Tell whoever, tell whoever you fucking with to tune in and enjoy the fun. Uh, I'll be back next Monday with that serial killer banger. Till then, remember the world is full of good people. If you can't find one, be one. I'll catch you on the flip side. You have just witnessed the lyrical stylistics of chromatic distortion.